Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights, a busy week ahead for VGK. Qualifying offers are due to RFAs starting today, and development camp is underway at City National. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. You can find us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK, myself at Tony Dasco, and Chris Golick is at TD Chris G. We are brought to you today by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with all the props, odds, and lines more than ever before. And don't forget that you can pick up anything you need, all the sports information on BetOnline, where the game starts. Chris, the Prospect Development Camp kicks off today, and you're going to try to get out there sometime this week. We will get into the rosters and also, we will recap VGK's draft picks plus free agency uh, kicking off today. Let's begin a very busy sports week by taking a look at VGK's draft picks from Friday. Uh, they started in the second round. Remember, they gave up their first round pick to Buffalo. And let's talk uh, about the draft picks. The first pick was Matthias and he's from the Tigers hometown of Gladno. Next up, they selected Jordan Gustafson, the 79th pick compared to Seattle in the season. This is the second pick they gave. DGK did draft fully. Cameron White, the 124 was his record. They added a forward, Patrick Gouet. He uh, played with the prospects, Lucas Cormier. And Jacob Brabanek in Charlottetown, where he scored. This is the guy that I'm most excited to see. Scored 55 goals in 68 games. 55 goals. Why didn't he go sooner? We'll get into that. They took Ben Hammerling with the 177th pick overall. Sherwood Park, Alberta, 47 points with his WHL team. And Abram, Abram Weeby, a defenseman, three seasons in the BC League and currently on the roster and enrolled at the University of North Dakota. Anything stand out to you? Oh, oh yes. We all had Sapovalov as the first round, as the first pick for BGK, right? <laughs> um, anything stand out to me? Not really. I mean, we didn't draft early, which obviously is a trend for our Vegas Golden Knights. We can certainly start there. And, you know, we're when, like when you look at the developmental roster, I was just uh, taking a peek at that before uh, we jumped on the air. And it's basically com- uh, composed of second, third, fourth round draft picks from the last, you know, two, three, four years with the Vegas Golden Knights. So that gives you an idea of where these kids, if you will, where these kids are uh, on their timeline, on their uh, respective paths uh, to the NHL. And I think just simply based on where VGK drafted and just kind of, you know, it- it's tough to crack the NHL. And just the lower you go in the draft, the statistics change that will affect, you know, what your ultimate ceiling is. You certainly, obviously, the the hope is 
VGK found a diamond in the rough. They found that player that will exceed their draft level expectation and be NHL already sooner than later. But the fact of the matter is we're looking for, you know, our next people who are like along the lines of Paul Cotter, Ron Bjerg, LeCision, players like that, where two or three years from now, they're starting to crack the AHL roster, make an impact. And then, you know, three, four, maybe even five years from now, simply based on where we drafted, you know, three to five years from now is when these players in general will be looking to make that move up to the NHL level. Uh, so Pavlov, obviously, that's the that's the highest pick, um, has, you know, wealth of experience in the, the OHL. We'll kind of see where that goes. Um, you know, it's just a matter of how these kids do a developmental camp, where they go after this, whether they can stay up in the AHL level, they go back to juniors or OHL, WHL, things like that. Just kind of wait and see how things go. And this is where we really get to uh, put our scouting department to the test and we get to see how VGK is scouting uh, prospects from all over the world right now. Right. And with a second round pick, uh, maybe perhaps a chance to play in the AHL, uh, you think this season or, you know, not, some of those later round picks probably go back to the WHL, go back to college, uh, that one instance with Weeby. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you certainly can see someone at the higher level um, possibly get to sniff, uh, you know, the Henderson roster. And there's going to be a lot of movement with the VGK roster, which means the HSK roster is going to have movements. And, you know, so there will be opportunity to crack our, uh, you know, to crack our farm team. And yeah, you're, the highest, the highest picks, those would be the ones I would look to. There's always going to be that feel good story during developmental camp, right? There's always going to be that player you're going to watch and, you know, they're going to do very well in the practice. They're going to put up a few goals in the scrimmage. And you're going to just kind of wonder, you know, what happens in the fall? Should they get invited to come back to VGK camp or uh, make a, the HSK camp when that comes uh, in September as well? So this is just the first opportunity to see what these kids are going to do uh, this week over at City National and see who might be farther along uh, their respective path. We saw this past season, you know, what Lucas Cormier did and what Jacob Papanik did in Charlottetown, but we didn't really pay much attention to Patrick Gouet. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, 55 goals this past season uh, with that team in Charlottetown. And that's pretty, I mean, that's impressive. It stands out. And he played with a couple of pretty good prospects for VG. Yeah, I mean, I, I know when I'm going just simply like we're doing right now, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look on Hockey DB. We'll look up these players and just kind of get an idea of what their path was. And the first thing that stands out to me is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, otherwise QMJHL. And I do just remember seeing that a ton when looking at players' initial developments. Uh, when they make the jump either after that to WHL, OHL, AHL, and things like that, you do see that. So, you know, you never know. I mean, once you get into the, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds and stuff like that, you know, you're, you're gambling at that point. You're the scouting department is fishing. You know, they're having those arguments like they do in, in Moneyball when, uh, you know, I like this kid, I like that kid, and they're making comparisons and things like that. At the end of the day, it's maybe one of these players will highly develop into a star, right? Maybe that's, there'll be that unsung hero that will make uh, an impact, whether it's an instant impact or three, four, five years from now. That remains to be seen, but sure, you never know. And like I said, just seeing the QMJHL, that uh, 
warms my heart, Tony. It warms my heart this morning. Uh, we saw, you know, BGK drafted a goalie, which is a little bit of a surprise to me because I feel like they have a variety of goaltenders down on lower levels in the farm system, in the AHL and Henderson. We'll talk about the goaltenders in a few minutes here in the prospect camp. Cameron Whitehead, uh, 128th overall selection in the USHL, 16-8-4. and four. And it's going to take a while, I would have to believe, before he gets a snip, even with Henderson? Oh, definitely. I mean, you just kind of think of our goaltending stable as of right now at the, at our, at our NHL club, obviously, uh, LT, LB, and then Robin Leonard. And then on the AHL side, this is where it does get interesting. Patera seems to be in the driver's seat to lead the Silver Knights. Um, Isaiah Seville came on um, uh, throughout the season last year and did well. We still have a uh, Ferguson. Oops. We still have Ferguson down there as well. So you have a very good, stable of goaltenders now and with Pierney, right what's that uh, that one new goaltender for Pierney they signed oh, oh that's right yeah I forgot about that thank you uh exactly but you know the NHL v- VGK goaltending situation has a lot of question marks right now and just thinking back to that first season when we went all the way down to Lagasse and even Ferguson I believe at 18 years old at that point uh he got a sniff of an NHL game when we got blown out by the Islanders I guess so you know, am I saying uh, Cameron Whitehead's going to be, uh, you know, putting on a VGK jersey with mismatching pads and a mismatching helmet this year? I wouldn't go that far. But, you know, weird things have happened. And, you know, uh, expect the unexpected with the VGK, I guess, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I hope that uh, in the softball game this week, Logan Thompson is matching at least. You know, that would be for a change. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll take a look. Uh, at the annual prospect camp, the development camp going on at City National starts today. And we will ask Chris, of course, who we'd like to see in person. I'll be checking it out later this week. You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product. vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start the day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, all those things. And I actually am sleeping a lot better by taking Athletic Greens. And when I travel, I definitely take Athletic Greens with me. It's definitely been helping me out a ton. So you might want to check it out yourself. And make sure that you try it wherever you are. Um, and actually, it costs a lot less uh, than a lot of the other uh, things that you might be taking to get started in the morning. It's a lot cheaper than all the different supplements that you take yourself. It is less than $3 a day. And again, this is something that really helps you and gets your day started on the right foot. For every purchase, they donate to organizations. They help to get nutritious food to kids in need including No Kid Hungry right here in the U.S. of A. To make it easy, Athletic Athletic Greens will give you a free Take ownership over your health. You can pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance 
Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. That means that they are fully carbon neutral. And again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. The VGK development camp begins today at City National in Summerlin. And uh, we saw a lot of names on the roster. The one that I would like to see the most again, I'd like to see if Brendan Bersan has developed more since the end of the season with that meteoric rise from Michigan into the AHL, into a starter's role there with the Henderson Silver Knights. No doubt. I mean, obviously, all eyes are going to be on Bersan. And just a point that I made a second ago, just looking at a few of the top prospects, Braswan drafted a uh, 2020 first round, uh, Zach Dean, 2021 first round, Morozov, 2018 second round, uh, Jackson Hallam, 2020 third round, and then uh, Keegan Korzak, 2019 second round. So just that gives you an example, folks. These are top three, you know, first three round draft picks in the last three or four years. And they're just coming into developmental camp. Maybe some of these players, their second developmental camp, but this just gives you an idea of, how long it can take players to develop at times and they can still develop into star players. Um, you know, Nathan McKinnon drafted in, you know, 2012, 2013, and he's really come on, you know, in the last four or five years of his career. So just to give you an example of how the path to the NHL can differ player to player, but yeah, Braswan, obviously all eyes on Braswan. Can he make an impact at the top six level for VGK? And a question I ask about Braswan, not just about his offensive ability, but can he play a two-way game? Because if he can't be on the top six, putting him on the bottom six, you know, you have to be able to play defense, right? Especially if you're going to be on line three. If you can't play defense, you can't play on line three. Is there going to be room for Braswan in the top six? That's uh, something big that certainly remains to be seen. Um, certainly want to see if uh, Morozov has come on a little bit. Um, Korzak. Korzak is another one, kind of on the same path as Braswan, right? He only uh, uh, played a couple games uh, for the Silver Knights last season, including in the playoffs. Is he going to be ready uh, to help out on on the on the defensive side, especially should VGK make a move or multiple moves with our defense? Uh, Nick Hay, I believe, is RFA. We'll see what happens with him today. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the potential of Alec Martinez being moved on. So, you know, maybe uh, Korzak might be ready to uh, – you know, crack, uh, you know, our top eight or so on the VGK side. And obviously the developmental camp will give us a good idea to see where he's at. I wanted to ask you, so did they have development camp last year and the previous uh, couple of years? Because I don't recall it last year, but in any event, I, I just, you know, let's talk about who stands to benefit the most from getting this visibility. You mentioned Brisson, right? We talked about him, Caden uh, Korzak. Between the pipes, you've got four goaltenders, I think it is, with Carl Lindbaum, Isaiah Seville, Jesper Vickman, and Cameron Whitehead. And if someone stands out there, could they, you know, make that move to the next level, do you feel? Uh, right now, no. Um, maybe throughout the season, yes. Um, you know, Patera seems to be the next man up right now on the VGK level. Should we have to go four deep anytime in the first uh you know, 25 to 35 days of the season. And after that, uh, Ferguson and Seville, Ferguson, not on the developmental cap roster. I noticed, I don't, I don't think so. At least if I missed that, I'm sorry. No, 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 um, he's not, he's not on there. 
Okay, so we'll see what what his situation is going to end up being. But, you know, I did really enjoy watching Isaiah Seville at the AHL level last year. I just simply thought he did pass the eye test, uh, was able to compete well. And I remember uh, speaking of mismatching pads, he had all season last year did not have any any uh, HSK or VGK uh, pads, and at least the first few times I saw him. So we'll see if he got a, you know, a new coat of paint in the off season, so to speak. And, uh, you know, that'll say what his, uh, if he comes into camp with HSK or VGK lettering on his Jersey, we'll know what his confidence level is right there. But that's someone that, that might possibly, uh, be ready for either an expanded role in Henderson or who knows? I mean, maybe he lights, just lights it up during developmental camp, gets a look. And with all the questions surrounding uh, VGK between the pipes, at least for the first month or two of uh, the upcoming season, who knows, Tony? Like, who knows what's going to happen with our uh, our most important position on the team? No big deal there, right? Nothing to worry about? Yeah. One of the defensemen uh, that's going to be here is Arthur Kolach. And they had at the NHL draft a very cool moment for him where they brought him in because he wasn't able to experience the draft a season ago. So that was really cool. And they took him on the stage, gave him his jersey, everything, walked him around, did some media avails. I thought that that was a really cool moment in the NHL draft. And then, you know, those guys like Corbanek, I'd like to see him. Um, we all will have eyes on Sepabalu. Uh, see if he is, uh, you know, someone that could fit in in the future with the Golden Knights, the top draft pick from this season, from just a week ago. It's been just a very quick, you know, transition for a lot of these players, right? They just got drafted a week ago. Next thing you know, they're on a plane. Uh, They come to Las Vegas. Some haven't been here before. The eyes are probably wide open when they see the strip for the first time. It's uh, it's a pretty interesting transition there and a very fast-paced life so far for a lot of this uh, young prospect talent. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we put most of them up over at Red Rock so they can just simply uh, walk right over to uh, City National and try to keep uh, keep these young men as far from the strip as possible. But, you know, I, I certainly think uh, it, it's a good eye-opening experience for them. And it is a good taste of what the professional life is like because, you know, a lot of these uh, guys, they've been traveling city to city on on buses, staying in, you know, small hotel rooms and crammed rooms and stuff like that. And now they get that first taste of you know getting uh, their largest financial compensation for playing the sport that they love I think um, once they get on the ice I think that's the soothing moment for them but to get to the ice you know from uh, from yeah being not knowing who's going to draft them last week to coming on out here and you know everything else that goes into before they even get on the ice right I'm sure there's more media I'm sure there's more interviews I'm sure there's more pictures being taken. I'm sure Upper Deck is possibly calling, trying to get them to sign a few cards and things like that. And, you know, everything is happening at a million miles per hour. And now is when we see how these young men, I sound old saying this, my goodness, um, get off my lawn, kids. No, but um, we'll see how these young men do handle all of this because it's not just about what you do on the ice. It's about how you handle yourself off the ice and how you handle yourself off the ice also helps your game on the ice. So um, can't wait to see how everyone handles this. And it's always fun being at at developmental camp. Uh, We'll be there on Thursday morning, I think, is our tentative plan, me and my son, Christopher. And it's fun watching the players. You know, it's usually a relaxed atmosphere. It's Yes, it's competition, but they're out there having fun. They're usually interactive with the kids. I remember I got a video uh, 
Cody Glass when he went through developmental camp with BGK uh, some time ago, you know, going right up to the glass, giving Chris high fives and things like that. And I remember tagging him on Twitter when we only had a couple hundred followers at the time. And, you know, I got the like from him and stuff like that when I showed him the video. And, you know, it's it's fun for these guys and it's fun for um, the fans to experience this. And folks, go up to City National. The schedule is on the VGK website. I think they're going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday being scrimmage day. And it's a lot of fun to go just see what happens. And this will be your first chance to see the new coaching staff on the ice as well. Yeah. And uh, today it all starts at uh, two 15 in the afternoon and uh, they have the red team and then the white team practices at four 15. And then uh, on Tuesday, everything underway at nine 30 with the white team. And then the red team practices at eleven fifteen. They actually have, uh, two uh, sessions, each team uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, they have the community event with Catholic Charities of Southern Nevada. Thursday, back on the ice again, they have that joint scrimmage, which will start at 3.15 in the afternoon, and each team will be skating in the morning. And then on Friday at 10 a.m., they'll have the joint scrimmage. Saturday, 10.15 a.m. for the joint scrimmage, and you have your entire schedule for this upcoming week for development camp for the VGK. Coming up next, we will talk about free agency getting underway. Restricted free agents will be looking to get offer sheets today. Talk more about it when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs, all your sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news including Major League Baseball. All the numbers are right there in front of you at BetOnline. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline remains the best overall spot for all of your sports scores, your podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. Busy, busy week for the VGK. And we thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And Chris, today, VGK, the start of everything and free agency. Uh, restricted free agents uh, for the VGK, including Jack Dugan, Nicholas Haig, Jake Lashizen, you've got Jonas Ronbjorg, Brett Howden, uh, Braden Puhal. I always have to get that name right. Uh, you've got Nicholas Waugh, Gage Quinney, Ben Jones, Keegan Colasar, and Dylan Ferguson. Maybe Ferguson's a goner. Huh? I mean, he's not on that roster for the prospect camp. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts about Uh, them not tendering any offers to um, some of those players? Um, I mean, I would start by saying not tendering any offers yet. We still got some time. I think the deadline is uh, EOD today later on. Um, So I don't look take a whole lot into that i mean we're we're, we're going to be in uh in cap trouble we know that you know where we are a we are a cap team as uh, we've heard a ton as of late so today i think is really when things will start to go in motion and even if they don't tender the players there still might be a deal uh prior to when a free agency officially starts 
Um, the players that I really am looking at, uh, Keegan Colasar, Nicholas Waugh, and uh, Nick Haig. Those are probably the most important RFAs. A lot of the other ones are just kind of roster fillers at this point and, you know, lottery tickets. Um, Nick Waugh, you know, we've we pounded the drum about Nick Waugh. I think they got to find a way to keep Nick Waugh. I believe they can make a tendering offer. Someone else can match. We can match. It's kind of complicated how it all works out. But at the end of the day, I really think Nicholas Waugh needs to be the priority. Um, I love Nick Haig back there on defense. I love Nick Haig. I think he's come a long way, um, especially if a deal is going to be made for someone to move on like Alec Martinez. You need to keep Nick Waugh around. And Keegan Colasar, I've, you know, he's such a, he's just a guy. He's just a name, but he's just a guy who is top 10 in the league in hits. And he's also a guy that's top uh, four in scoring of those top 10 in hits. So, Colasar is a warm body. They really need to find a way to hold on to him, especially for that retooled uh, fourth line on uh, Nick Waugh, William Carrier, and, uh, you know, Keegan Colasar, or maybe Brett Howden fits, in, fits into the mix as well. Who knows? So let's just kind of wait and see what happens. I think tomorrow morning's show will be a little more in-depth when we see what offers were made, what offers were were matched by other teams and all that. It's kind of funky how it all goes down, but Come tomorrow morning where we're going to know exactly where we sit with the UFAs. And, um, you know, also going back to Riley Smith, we that announcement seems intimate as far as when they're going to announce him being re-signed because obviously free agency does start, you know, less than 48 hours from now. So I think that's, that announcement needs to come soon, which also means one domino has to fall or multiple dominoes to make room because there's only a small window, I believe, where we can be over the salary cap, I'm uh, going back to the Nate Schmidt deal that was made between seasons two and three. Um, once we signed Petrangelo, uh, someone had to leave immediately um, or the team faces penalties and all sorts of weird stuff, which is basically why Nate Schmidt was a giveaway to Vancouver. Okay, so uh, just uh, to give you a timeline, folks, uh, some of the top uh, times that and dates that you need to, re- that we need to remind you of here during free agency. So today... Two o'clock Pacific time, the qualifying offers are due to RFAs. Then tomorrow, the RFAs can be contacted for offer sheets discussions. And then uh, Tuesday, the first buyout window closes at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. And then on uh, also on Tuesday, I think uh, you have late the uh, unrestricted uh, free agents uh, lose an ability, I think, to to sign for something like eight years or whatever that crazy um, that stipulation is. So uh, that's all coming up here in the next couple of days. And uh, maybe we'll see someone uh, come out of this with that. I always remember the $20 signing bonus for Katken Yemi uh, there with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. So Maybe someone uh, from VGK will get that $20 signing bonus here. Uh, you know, among the free agents, right, that are out there, uh, anyone appealing to you? Just some of the top names. Andres Palat, uh, Nazim Kadri, uh, Nikushkin, uh, Valerie Nikushkin from the Avalanche, Burkowski. I mean, they could be in some deep trouble there. They can't sign, you know, some of their big names. Evgeny Malkin, pretty interesting, unfollowed the Penguins on Instagram yesterday. And uh, so Malkin is out there. Patrice Bergeron, Claude Giroux, David Perron. Let's bring back Perron. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, uh, Matthew Kachuk, Jack Campbell, Toronto. What is VGK going to do about the goalie situation? 
because, you know, especially, you know, we have two goalies that aren't able to answer the bell come opening day. Uh, what, what will they do? Fair question. And uh, nobody knows is the answer. Um, it, it depends on, on the health situation. I mean, whether they're, whether um, Leonard and or Persuas are day one ready, that's certainly going to be the big question after that. I mean, we know Logan Thompson's going to be healthy. If we have to come out of the gate for 30 days, Thompson, Patera, I mean, so be it. Logan Thompson will probably get a nine to one start ratio in that window. If I had to guess, um, you know, just kind of, it, it's, it's a head scratcher. We're not going to, I mean, I don't think you're going to see them make a move for any type of put you like this. If we do sign a veteran journeyman type of goalie, that'll tell, they'll tell you exactly what's going to happen, right? That'll tell you exactly that we know Brassois is either going to be traded or not going to be ready health-wise. And we definitely know Robin Leonard will not be ready to take the ice should we make any level of deal for a goalie. But, you know, the, the free agency market, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned a lot of great names. Um, Andrew Kopp, I want to really see what happens with him. Uh, started, obviously, his career with Winnipeg, moved on uh, to help your New York Rangers right. make a great playoff run, uh, been basically making a million dollars a year, uh, up to 2.2. He's going to be out there. Um, I can't – I mean, if BGK can land a player like Andrew Kopp, great. Um you know, move on from William Carlson, get Andrew Kopp down there. That's that seems like um, a pipeline type thing. David Perron, um, he, all he does is produce, right? He's getting older, but all he does is produce. He plays well. Uh, went back to St. Louis for a while. Didn't like some of the offers, so he's going to take a shot. And you know, you know, he's going to want to go to someone competing for for a Stanley Cup. And who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe he will come here for um, some type of discount. Evander Kane, I mean, is he going to get an $8 million contract, a $7 million contract? Or are they going to look at Evander Kane as that player who was suspended the final game of the season, you know, on the uh, previous Nazim Kadri path to success, if you will, always uh, getting himself in trouble in the playoffs and such. So Evander Kane will be very interesting to see what happens. Jack Campbell, like you said, is out there. And going down, you know, just a lot of the other names don't necessarily stand out to me. Vitrano, uh, Mikheyev, Zadorov. I mean, you know, but those that's, those are the types of players, you know, maybe you fish out, you know, a $2 million player or something like that if there's any money left over. Um, if, you know, let's just pretend for a second Martinez and, and uh, William Carlson are moved on from, and all of a sudden, yeah, we got $10, $12 million to talk about, then something can happen. Um, is it going to mean we're going to go after Johnny Goudreau or Evgeny Malkin or something like that? I think we can pump the brakes a little bit there, though. Yeah, and the guy that I still want is Josh Manson. And I saw someone said, who would you like to have, you know, for VGK out of all the free agents? And another fan had mentioned Manson's name. And they just need somebody who's beefy, man. They really do. It's time to step that up, I believe. Uh, there's uh, that goalie carousel has been something else. Uh, here in the offseason with all the trades and what have you, uh, there are three veterans that are still out there. Any appealing to you? Brendan Holpe, Thomas Grease, and Matt Murray. Matt Murray would be interesting here. <laughs> Matt Murray, oh, geez. Um, you know, the goaltending position well, Jack, is very Jack interesting. Campbell, Jack Campbell, too, obviously. Yeah, Jack Campbell's still out there. We mentioned we are we are now in a world where I believe Billy Husso is on a what a five million dollar contract and Mark Andre Fleury is on a three point five million dollar contract. Now, Mark Andre Fleury is in a different spot. Mark Andre Fleury does not need to ever think about money for the rest of his life as long as he uh you know stays away from gambling and other uh, leaks like a lot of people have. Um 
you know, I've always mentioned, I, I compare the goaltending position to the NFL quarterback position. It seems like you have 20 capable quarterbacks in the NFL, right? You have tw- 20 capable qu- starting quarterbacks. And then after that, it's a carousel of, you know, backups and quarterbacks that just seem to struggle to perform, you know, your Derek Cars and stuff are your, your, your mid to lower tier. And then you, you know, enter Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and stuff like that. But in the NHL, I've always felt that the goaltending situation was a little, a little more solid, right? You have your starting goalie, you have your backup goalie, you usually have an AHL goalie, you usually have three goalies that can help at the NHL level at any given time. Of course, if you're lucky, you have Vasilevsky, you never have to worry about having a second or third goaltender. But now it just seems like the goaltenders are drying up a little bit, and you're seeing this lower end talent getting bigger contracts. And, you know, Darcy Kepper, you know, what, what's, what's he going to do? I mean, he didn't necessarily uh, win the cup for Colorado. He, did, he helped Colorado not lose the cup, if you will. He's going to get paid because he's a Stanley Cup goaltender. And it's very interesting to see how the free agency world shakes out with the goaltenders and just how goaltenders are viewed right now. Yeah. And if, in case you're keeping score at home, uh, Alexander Georgiev went to Colorado, replacing Kepper, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Peter Morazic to Chicago. The Capitals, Vitek Vanacek to the Devils, uh, Vial Husi uh, going from St. Louis to Detroit, and of course Mark AF, as I like to refer to him, <laughs> uh, re-signing with Minnesota the two-year, seven million dollar contract, and uh, it's just been so active with the goaltenders here. And as you mentioned, uh, yes, we still have Darcy Kemper out there, and it's going to be interesting to see how things really shake out, and that just seems to be the focal point uh, currently. Uh, with uh, the NHL, a lot of uh, goalie movement. So tomorrow we'll recap everything from uh, today and development camp and everything else that goes on with free agency as it's here now. And I seem to believe, Chris, that Riley Smith is going to make that, they're going to make that announcement relatively quick here. I say maybe uh, perhaps within the next couple of days. Agree? Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I I definitely 100% agree with that. Um, We're coming into probably what's going to be one of the most exciting off seasons, I think. Valerie Dutch. So, so many free agents that just teams don't have the ability to resign right now. And I mean, Johnny Goudreau, Evgeny Malkin, Evander Kane, uh, Nazim Kadri, Jack Campbell, Andrew Kopp. Just think of these names here. You usually don't see a lot of big names like this happening. Like this is as exciting to me as the NFL quarterback carousel has been for the last two seasons with all these high level free agents, just kind of moving around and trades being made. And, you know, it's uh, even though we didn't have a lot of EGK hockey to sweat over the last, you know, three months now, there's still been a lot of news and a lot of fun stuff to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be back again tomorrow. We thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to check out Locked on NHL with local experts talking this week about free agency. And here, don't forget to make Locked on Golden Knights your first listen each and every day, free and available as well, wherever you get your podcast. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. So long for now from Las Vegas. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.